0: Hi, and welcome to the Kaplan Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag, and with me, finally, is Planning and Logistics Assistant Chief Cody Rose.
1: I try to avoid you as much as I can.
0: Well, I know you do, and you tried to avoid me yesterday, but John's gone, and I found you.
1: so as you didn't j-
0: find me, you sent me an email. I did. I sent you an email, but I, I knew said you were. I was
1: unavailable, but somehow I guess I'm here.
0: I knew you were in the building. Well, and there's a couple of things we want to talk about today. One is uh, some things with planning logistics, but the other Jonah just reminded us about uh it's <laughs> the the football for Bradshaw Mountain. what can mm-hmm. you can you
1: enlighten us? Uh, They're a great team. They are a great team. Going back-to-back region champs, beating Prescott two years in a row. Yep. yep. Okay. Very well done. The fellow Prescott folks that work with us can talk about that anytime they want because they lost two years in a row and made it to the second round of the playoffs, which they have not done in a while, and won a home game in the playoffs, which they haven't done since 2010. Wow. So progress. Now, granted, this last Friday they did lose to the number one team in the state, who's very good, I'll say. But how bad? Did they lose? A lot to a little. We'll just okay. leave it at that. Yeah. A lot to a little. <laughs>
0: yeah. And who's their quarterback again?
1: Right now, they don't have a quarterback because the season's over. So the quarterback okay. is not there. So right. the previous quarterback was Grady. Grady Rose. Grady Rose. That's yeah. the same
0: last name as yours. Yeah. It's weird. It is. Yeah. He's a good kid, though. <laughs> I like him. Grady, don't worry about what your dad says. I like you a lot. <laughs> but you do need to pick a college. So he does. just yeah. saying. So that that's the start. But now let's get into uh, Kathma. And planning logistics. Uh, there's a lot happening in your division because you oversee fleet tech services. Uh, Jonah needs more people. I just put that plug in there for him uh, so he knows that I support him. <laughs> Jonah, I support you. Uh, warehouse division, facilities, and fire prevention.
1: How's things? Busy, mm-hmm. busy. And we need more people, just like you said. <clears throat> Um, As most people know, Prevention's losing Rick Chase at the end of January. Uh, Brett Mills is also leaving in January. So we have two big shoes to fill there. And then Brighton Birch is leaving at the end of this week. So by the time this airs, he'll be gone. So we have another mechanic position that we got to fill. And we'll see. We'll uh, see how it all goes. We're going to test for that. we are wait until... Um, January, so the holidays could be over. Okay. And try to get a, a large group of people and hopefully get the best candidates for each one of those positions.
0: Well, and I think we're seeing it now too, because we're looking for an admin specialist, potentially two admin specialists. Um, and we're just not getting the applications. Now, part of that is because of the environment where we live. Uh, it's very expensive to live and these, these entry level positions don't pay as much. So that's a challenge to recruit people. Um, so, yeah, I think it's better if we wait until January to put these other positions out, but they're going to be significant because what the one thing we know about prevention is it's very hard to find candidates and attract candidates, not just in Arizona, but in the West.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and that's just, you think of the inspector level, the lower level within there, mm-hmm. we're looking for a fire marshal. So right. I'm sure that's going to be a difficult uh, task and challenge, but Patty, within HR and, and – the rest of the HR folks, I think, are going to do a good job, and I think we'll get a great candidate. We'll see how that all goes, but the goal is to have the that person in place by April 1st.
0: So Okay, and then we'll look for Brett's position once the new fire marshal's in
1: place. Correct. We'll let that, that new person that's going to be in that position have some say in what we're going to do in that and what that person's going to be, so okay. Yeah.
0: Now, for Brighton's position, because Brighton uh, was a Mechanic 1, mm-hmm. so what are we looking for in, in that position when we put it out in January?
1: So we'll do a similar testing that we did when we hired okay. Gerald, who was a Mechanic 3, but when we put that out, we open it up from anybody from a Mechanic 1 to a Mechanic 3 uh, range. right? And then we want the person that's the best fit within our organization outside of just their knowledge. So if it's somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge – mechanically, but can follow through with the testing process that's there, we want that person that's a better fit rather than somebody that may have a ton of mechanical knowledge, but it's right. not going to be a, a, the right fit. So we're not specifically saying we have to have mechanic one. Okay. If there's somebody that has a little more knowledge, a little better, and they're going to be the right fit and they're mechanic two, we'll take that person as well.
0: Well, let me ask you this, just from your perspective, now that you've been in your position for a while and the organization's going to continue to grow, which means additional, not just people, but... Fleet as well. Um, I know Dominic had talked about it at one point, but how do you feel about the concept of, hey, we need to have maybe four full mechanic twos and threes, but we, we also need to find someone that can do the light work on some of the smaller vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, kind of that entry level apprentice type position for oil changes, tire rotation balance, those types of things.
1: Yeah. And that's definitely a need just in light duty vehicles that we have around staff vehicles, what we call them. But there's there's a lot of them. I think there's 26, if I remember right. But there's it's in the 20s of those that we have. Right. And like you said, as we keep growing, those are going to keep growing. And that's that's a full time job for somebody to to keep those up and keep keep those maintained as long as uh, as well as our backup vehicles. We have several of those. The wildland vehicles are now right. at fleet. So maintaining those and make sure they're ready to go. Yeah, there's there's plenty of work for somebody just to work on light duty vehicles. Wow!
0: So uh, tech services and Jonah's here. So I I would invite him to chime in at any point uh, that he would like. I'm I'm here. This is a free flow conversation, Jonah, Jonah
1: Be careful. There's be careful.
0: There's no chain of
2: command here.
0: <laughs>
2: on it's not the podcast. true. That's not true. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm just wondering why Chief Rose. Why don't you just uh, also just take over the fire marshal position? Not, I'm not sure why you don't just do that, too. Yeah, I have why, plenty why of we, time to do that. They why are we problem.
0: getting someone else? Yeah. He, he may end up having to serve in that role for a short time.
1: Yeah, um, I'm okay with just that overseeing. just for a month or two, but permanently, no, no. <laughs> no.
0: But it, in tech services, uh, you know, when we did the strategic plan for this fiscal year and we, we talked about all the things we were trying to accomplish, um, the list was exceptionally long for I.T., At the same time, we know we have some amazing expertise that is not really replaceable in Dave and Tony um, that we need to bring somebody in that they can mentor and bring up to speed. So when we look at tech services, what do you see as the needs uh, in in personnel as we move forward?
1: And just in the short term, like you talked about somebody to shadow and mentor Tony and Dave and to help Tony and Dave to fill in some of those gaps that they can't get to. So a radio tech position or telecoms position that we're calling it now. And as well as the IT side, just like you said with Jonah and Titus being the two that do that now, when you look at the strategic plan, 80% of the tasks that that, want, that people want to get done have to fall back on IT. Well, these right. two people can't do it. And here's an example of we're doing a podcast and we have our IT manager that has to come do that. Right. Because that's where we're at so far. And uh, Jonah, I see you going for the mic. Yeah, I, I would just say... um
2: and just reemphasize what um, what Chief Rose said about Dave and Tony uh, the the reality is that uh, what as much as Titus and I on the more uh, system i t side have a lot on our plates Tony and Dave um, you can multiply that by ten I mean when right. they are supporting the sheriff's every o- county sheriff's office um, Prescott Valley Police Department um, you know they have a lot on their shoulders and and it's not just uh hey it's not someone telling them to go do something, right? right? It's them taking the initiative. It's them doing the engineering. It's them making the decisions and seeing where the agencies need to go yeah. in order for telecommunications to function properly. Um, and then fighting, a lot of times, fighting those battles of of trying to get people on board and get people sure. to work together. So um, they desperately need some more help over there. And uh, that's why we're we're looking to, to fly a position at the beginning of the year.
0: Well, and if you look at a lot of people don't realize the jail that's being built in Prescott right now is under the sheriff's department. So the radio communication system for that building are actually being installed by, tony and dave
2: I, I mean engineered and installed engineered, right? and like install, they're the ones that developed the, the entire system right
1: yeah and i think a lot of people don't understand that or don't see that you you look at them like they work for Kafman, they make sure our radios work great our towers are great right and they do an awesome job with that but the stuff that's outside of that and they they we don't technically have a contract with dps but they integrate and work with partner with dps on a regular sure. basis yep. too but the just in the jail is it's stuff for ycso deputies Outside, it's stuff for us to get in there, so mm-hmm. fire and PD to get in there. But there's also the people that work within the jail that have to have radio comms as right. well, and they're doing all of that. So, yeah, it's it's amazing the stuff that those guys get done in um, the time that they have for two people. You know, it's interesting. I just had
0: lunch with uh, a, an outgoing board member, one of our favorite people of all t- times, Darlene Packard. And we were talking about, you know, whether somebody outsources to get a job done or they do it internally. And there's some discussion because of the way things have been done over the years, not necessarily inside our agency, but in other communities around here where a lot of things were outsourced. And when the, the, the new manager for that comes in and says, well, why do we outsource this? Well, it's cheaper. Well, how do you know that? Well, if you just look at it from the standpoint of, Hey, we're we're not having to pay the long-term pensions, these people the retirement systems uh the healthcare costs etc um you could look at that and say well yeah it may be cheaper to go outside but if the work's not getting done with your outside contractors then you're you're paying money for nothing which is a waste Mm -hmm. and and i explained to her i said in cafma's case and cyfd as part of cafma um, they started doing all their own fleet maintenance because when you looked at the cost of taking the engines all the way down to Phoenix and the logistics of that, there's a cost benefit to doing it yourself. Tech services is the same way. Uh, the town of Prescott Valley had a communications company out of Flagstaff. It was doing their work for them over the years. They paid far less to them than they do to us. The difference is that today their radio systems actually work for their police officers, which has greatly improved their overall safety versus what they had before. So there's more to looking at, is it cheaper to bring it internally or is it cheaper to outsource it? The reality is you have to look at what's the cost benefit. If I'm paying out for nothing, then there's no there's no return on that investment. So I, I think when we look at our tech services and we look at the fleet and and some of the other things that we do here, I think we're far more efficient than otherwise.
1: And the customer service that you get yes. with that as well. That, some of the stuff that we were outsourcing when I first started, mm-hmm. the phone calls, people would be on phone calls over and over and over getting that done. and something setting there for weeks on end, not getting done. Now, when it's internally, we can go to that person internally and say, hey, what's going on? Right. They tell us what's going on. They can fix it. Then there's that direct communication link right. that can happen as opposed to somebody being outsourced. And most of them weren't from here. So the time of getting stuff done was right. far longer than what it currently is with our people. Well, and we can set the priority as well so i think when we
0: look at tech services and you and i have had a lot of conversation about this we've talked to jonah about it like you mentioned just a few minutes ago our it manager is our producer now he's an outstanding producer for the podcast but this takes time out of his already very busy schedule to record this and produce it so we can get it out and provide communication now i still stand by i think this is a good idea doing the podcast and getting information out to folks I don't necessarily believe it's a great idea to pull our tech manager all the time away from his other responsibilities based on the size of our tech division currently in comparison to the level of work that they need to get done. So I, I, I would guess that we need to look at a network engineer at some point in the near future as well so that Jonah can, you know, manage and not have to be hands on with everything. But we're also looking at that community relations position that would report directly to you Um, and that person would then take over the podcast which would free up some time for jonah Um, would work more with the website which could free up some time for michael Mm -hmm. Um, you know a lot of these other things that are overwhelming other people with a lot of responsibilities we really need to look internally at Hey, we need some additional people. No no different than we need in operations. We need some additional people to, to reduce the workload so we can be more effective and efficient.
1: Yeah, and I think from from my standpoint of coming from operations and seeing the other side of that. Right. We all know that we need more firefighters on the street. They're the Absolutely. ones that are doing the jobs. But to support them and to be the, st- the standard that we hold as CAFMA, mm-hmm. we have to have the people in support services in the, those different divisions. And as it keeps growing, obviously, those other divisions have to continue growing. And we can, we can make it work with the people that we have in operations and the people have in support services and grow operations and not support services. But I can tell you that the standard will not be the same as what it is currently. And I'm not no. okay with leaving it that way
0: no i'm not either and and we know that typically the public sees the firefighters on the street yeah, and we yeah. we get that that's kind of the face of the organization but this place doesn't operate and those firefighters can't do their job if we don't have the support for them to be able to do it yeah uh, we're a system and the system doesn't work if not if if we don't have the personnel to ensure that they have the support that they need whether it's ensuring their computers work their epcrs work epcr is the Tablet for medical calls, um, connectivity to internet, you know, technology stuff. We have to have technology stuff. Radios, when you key them, you want to be able to talk to people, right? And that's important. And I don't know how to do that. I mean, I I think everybody that's
1: been here for a while when I say a while, maybe 15, 20 years, they've been on the other side of that understand of our computers didn't work for a while. When they didn't work, we call the number and hopefully they show up in a couple of days and fix it. Or, Hey, our radios aren't working. What do we do? I'll get on the phone and talk to somebody on the phone. So we've all been there and seen that side of it. And I think sometimes we might get a little complacent of how good we have it or how great some of our people are in support services are and don't understand that. But I I try to tell people go back to remember what it used to be. Right. We don't ever want to go back there anymore, no. and if anything, we want to continue moving forward.
0: Well, and when we look at the the internal customer service that I think that we receive from tech services from fleet, it's it's fantastic. And then when we look at the warehouse, and now with Jake and Josh in there working with Eric, yep. um, I think it's far more efficient. I I don't know where they are as far as workload with the three. But I could see at some point they're going to need more mm-hmm. facilities with with Andrew in there um, and Eric, and they're just – they're doing a great job. I hear from people in the in the stations all the time about, man, we have a fantastic facilities team. But when we start adding additional facilities, can, can Eric and Andrew do yeah. all of that work, or are we going to have to look at bolstering uh, their division
1: as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think it'll get to that point. And part of our five-year staffing plan mm-hmm. that we work on each year is going to include some of those things. And it changes every year, which we right. we talked about. It. From what we set, I don't know, was that a year ago that we did our staffing plan? Mm-hmm. It's already different than what it was at that time. So, yeah, I think the goal, and everybody in senior staff, I think our goal is to continue being a progressive agency, which goes back to our mission statement. We want to continue being progressive, and we got to have those, the right people in those positions right. to continue doing that. But yeah I think I think we're doing a great job, and the people that we have within planning mm-hmm. logistics are outstanding people and doing outstanding work,
0: right? no, and and I would agree. i mean i I like that. If I need something, I can call over to, to tech services and Jonah is right on it or yeah. Titus is on it. And I don't do much with radios. People get nervous when I press the key and they hear my <laughs> number come across. So I, I try to stay off the radio unless I absolutely need it. I but always say,
2: who is that? Yeah.
0: Is
1: it 501 who is or person? 601? I don't remember which one it is. Uh, it's still 601 <laughs> Six. right now. We're going
0: to change it to 501 to be in line with all the other numbers here. Uh, it just hasn't been done yet.
1: Progress. Remember, progress. We're bringing progressive agency. That's coming. Yeah,
0: it's coming. It's, it's progressive. When the station numbers change, that'll probably stay same time. I didn't say anything yeah. about station numbers.
1: <laughs> That's for Fatima because I know right. That he would love that.
0: <laughs> I've not been there, done that. Uh, willing to do it again at some point. Yeah, I, I think we need to revisit it. But, I mean, when you look at when you look at station <laughs> numbers. I mean, let's talk about it for a second. When you look at station numbers, and you look around the United States, most places you have. Um, you know if you have 10 stations they're numbered like 1 through 10 because then when you get past 10 you can go like directly to 11 but if you use a numbering system like we have a lot of history to that a lot of concerns about any type of change but you run out of numbers you start running into other people's numbers.
1: I agree I agree. I think when we build our next station when that's completed that's when we revisit the issue and I have a whole plan in place I've showed it Mm -hmm. to Chief Fatima and he agrees with it off camera. Right. On camera. We'll see. We're putting them on the spot. It makes here. more. I think if you look long-term future, this agency at some point is going to have 20 stations. It makes yep. more. It's planned out for that. And they can have 50 stations It's planned out for that. And each of the apparatus in that station, what they would be numbered. So there's no question. It's not, well, I think it should be this. And we, lo- I look back at 540. Mm-hmm. Like, how did we come up with 540? I remember talking to Chief Polachek. Like, where did you come up? He's like, they work five days a week and it's a 40-hour week okay yeah (laughs) so So, outside of that it would actually give a reasoning behind what we're getting if it's an engine or type six or whatever it is and that's kind of why we changed the numbering system if it's in the hundreds of the vehicle number it's a type one if it's in the 300s it's a type three if it's in the 600s type six and so on so
0: well that's you know if you go to other places around the country that's in in some cases how they identify so where i was from we're not going to do this where i was from type of thing but you know, if if you responded, uh, say eighty-seven twenty-four. Eighty-seven was the designation for Cottleville Fire District. Um, the two represented the station the engine was out of, and the four represented what type of equipment it was. Yeah. So a four was a rescue engine. So eighty-seven twenty-four would be Cottleville Station Two, and it's a rescue engine coming to the scene. Yeah. So it's very easy to understand what that was. Um, I, we don't have as much of that here, but I think there's there's a maybe a more efficient way for us to look at that in the future. But there'll be more conversations. Yes, yeah. But. I learned from the last time. <laughs> I needed. We just need a different approach. Uh, yeah, to have yeah. the conversation. Yeah. But what in planning logistics are we missing right now? Do you think to talk about?
1: Uh, we could talk about uh, what the work's been done with facilities. That okay. I think is, uh, Eric Crossman and Andrew obviously doing a great job, but some of the things that Eric is trying to push towards is cancer prevention mm-hmm. and trying to update things so that there's less of that in, um, some of the stations. Obviously mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to get to where it's a hundred percent cancer proof, right. but one of the things he's done uh, recently is stainless steel countertops. Okay. Um, station 50 has that, uh, station 54 just got theirs. Um, and then Station 58, we're doing a gym extension. Obviously, okay. that gym there is very, very tiny. And then the back patio is twice the size of the gym. And I think that goes back to a little bit, the priority back when that was that was built. And prior to that, gyms right. weren't a big priority. Physical fitness wasn't a huge priority. Obviously, now it is, which is obviously a good thing for our health. Sure. But um, So that's one of the things we're working on there, expanding the gym. And then they'll have a very small patio outside of that. So that's in progress right now. Um, bay doors. We're working on replacing all of the bay doors to upgrade them so that the garage door openers in the stations right. will all sync together. So if somebody goes to a different station, they push bay door to open, right. it opens for them. Okay. So, um, again, trying to standardize things throughout stations. Um, heaters. The, currently in a lot of our bays, we have the blow in heaters that hang from the ceiling right. in the corner and stir up dust and stir up everything oh, in yeah. the, the bays. So we're trying to avoid avoid that. And one of the things that Crossman learned at one of the conferences that he went to was the uh, radiant heaters. So the, the tube-like heaters that run down the length of the bay. Okay. That those turn on, radiate, and then they'll also heat the concrete, which will make some of the heat come from oh, nice. back up from the yeah. ground. So we're putting those in Station 54 and... Oh, I think it's 53 is the other one. Mm-hmm. So that's just a part of of making some of those changes. Uh, Station 63, we ordered new towers to put okay. in there. Currently, there's not a tower at 63, and the con- connectivity out there has been an issue, as well as Station 62, which I think we've resolved 62, but 63 still needs that. So we have two towers, okay. one for Station 63, one for Station 61. That'll greatly improve that uh, connectivity out there and improve some of our signal that we don't currently have. Okay. We're also looking at the Bay floors at 63. So back up a little bit. We planned to do the remodel. Yes. And we initially had, I believe it, when I first started the position two and a half years ago, it's 600000 in there for that. Well, we started doing some more research and looking into that some more. And well, that wasn't enough money. Right. So talking to some of the contractors, they said, you probably should have up that to eight or $900,000. Okay. So we did that. Then we finally got our final price once everything's said and done, and it was almost $2 million. So, obviously, that wasn't budgeted for. We couldn't account for that. So, we put that off. Uh, One of the questions I was asked the other day is, do we roll that money over into next year or this year that we're currently in? Mm -hmm. No, we did not because we made several cuts out of our capital budget, that being one of them. But several vehicles were cut out of there and some other things as well. Yeah, it's
0: not that we forgot about 63. We know that the station needs to be remodeled. but. Right now, given construction costs, supply chain issues, um, we just don't have $2 million to pull out of capital yeah. to put into that building. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we don't have $8 million to pull out of capital to build another station, which we need, yeah. along with an engine company. Yeah. So, you know, there are some challenges with that. But as you said, you're taking small steps forward to do the things we can do that fit within our current budget and our current financial situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry about that sixty three we know that you would like a full remodel, and uh, we think we'll get there at some point, just we can't do it right now yeah
1: it's going to be done it's going to we call it the piecemeal, but it's going to be done piecemealed right over a period of time as opposed to all being done at once just because of the cost
0: so right well, and somebody asked me at one point, you know why don't we go back to the old way where the firefighters who did construction on their days off would do the construction on the station, my response to that was uh because we've we've done a couple of remodels with outside professional contractors and we've we found the work that was done years ago mm-hmm. and we can't do that yeah. Yeah. there's a liability there there's a permitting issue there and and no different than we expect when somebody comes to fire prevention and they turn in the plans for a building um there're standards you have to follow and we are held to those same standards so yeah. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. And it's, it's
1: similar. I think if you look at we used to burn houses would get donated to us or manufactured homes would <laughs> get donated to us. We used to use those as training and burn them. Right. But we can't do that anymore because times have changed. Rules have changed cancer's yeah. known now, which it wasn't as known then. So different things have changed. So that's, yeah, absolutely. We can't, even though we have some folks within our organization that are contractors, Sure, we still can't do that. We need to follow the rules, just like we tell other people from prevention that you need to follow the rules for yeah. fire code. So.
0: We follow the same rules that we ask you to follow. Exactly. I mean, that's the bottom yeah, line. Yeah. So, uh, well, Cody, thank you so much for coming in and helping yeah. me uh, record this week. Next week, um, John will be back. I will be out of town. So since he got a reprieve this week, I will send the review and the responsibility for the podcast to him. Perfect. He, he's not here to say no, and he won't be back until after I leave. So <laughs> it, it works out. And when me. I get an
1: email from him, I'm not going to respond. No. Sorry, no, I, I wouldn't available. respond.
0: No. No.
2: Uh, if you do, you just need to send him a link to the podcast at that this specific time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. right here. Yeah. Go watch this. Yeah. Chief Freitag said you were handling this. Sorry, this I'm
1: busy. I'm in a meeting. I heard Jonah's going to be there. Yeah, I'll
0: set it up for you. I will be in uh, Kansas City the first part of next week and then St. Louis the last part. I know I have to miss the awards banquet, but I haven't seen my parents in three years. That was the last time they were out here and I've been back to St. Louis to see any the rest of my family for five And so since I was going to be back in Kansas city anyways, it's kind of hard to say that I won't make the three hour trip across the state to see them.
2: Are you going to make a stop in Branson and go to silver dollar city? Is that the, uh, no.
0: Oh God, no. (laughs) Sorry. Not, not not a Branson silver dollar city type of person. Um, you know, if I can find a brewery, that would be great, which I'm sure my brother can help me with, but it'll be good to go back and see family. I just wouldn't prefer not to be in the state of misery. Um, no offense. It is what it is. But with that, thank you both. Jonah, Cody, thank you for being here. Thank yep. you all. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you again next week, or John will.